Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone, welcome to today's beacon. I've called today's beacon in step. Have you ever been with someone in absolute quiet and started to breathe in the same way, the same depth and length of breaths? Or have you ever been walking with someone and noticed you're taking steps at the same time in the same pace? This happens with me and Jamie quite often. Even though we're different heights, we somehow end up walking in harmony. It's a great feeling to be in unison with someone else. This relates to a passage in the Bible from Galatians 5, 13 to 26. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So we're called to walk in step with the Spirit, and because of that, walk in step with each other. Let's look at how the passage says we could do this. Galatians was written by Paul to a church somewhere in Galatia. We're not entirely sure where that church was. However, we do know why Paul wrote. He wrote to them because some of the Jewish converts to Christianity were trying to convince the Gentile converts that they needed to follow the entirety of the Jewish law, including circumcision. This whole letter is trying to explain how we're freed from the law, but we should therefore choose to live in a way that God wants us to, by his Spirit. This passage goes the way of many passages in the New Testament. We're free because God has set us free, but let's use that freedom properly and not to enslave ourselves back to sin. We will either be a slave to sin or a slave to God, so let's choose to be a slave to God. If we choose to do that, then we can be in step with the Spirit. Keeping in step is an affirmative action we need to take each and every day. So what will it look like if we're in step with the Spirit? Well, we won't be living as a slave to sin, and we'll be living out the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's look at the key points from this passage as to how we keep in step with the Spirit. Let's look at the fact that it won't be easy and that it will be uncomfortable. The fact that we need to keep praying and how we have to stay in harmony with each other. 
firstly, this will not be comfortable or easy. Sometimes we think that if we did the right things all the time, we would be completely happy all the time. But we're at war. We've turned away from what it would be natural for us to do. Our nature wants to sing continuously. And we've been set free from this. But we're in a process. We're in a battle. We need to constantly be fighting what we would naturally want to do and do instead what we've been freed to do in Christ. We won't have to worry about our conscience because that's a part of us that is in step with God, but we will have to battle with our human nature. Secondly, although it isn't directly in this passage, if we are to keep in step with this spirit, we need to pray. If you're walking in step with someone else, it wouldn't last long if you couldn't see, hear or feel the person next to you. So we need to stay in communication with God to stay in step with him. We need to pray and in our times of prayer, allow him to speak to us. That might be through his word, the Bible, or a personal word to you while you're praying. We need God's guidance to know how to live our lives. We need to know where he wants our next step to be and what he wants us to seek and pray for. So that might mean that in our prayer times we leave more space to allow God to speak to us rather than drowning out with our words or not allowing enough time. I have to say that I am often guilty of not allowing enough time for God. I say what I need to say and then I get on with other things I need to do for the day. We need to allow him to tell us where his heart is. Finally, walking in step with the Spirit means walking in step with one another. The final line of this passage says, Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. We need to be at peace with one another. As we get to know one another, we'll get to know where each other's weak points are. For example, if you want to make me really angry, all you have to do is constantly whistle, especially if I'm trying to focus on something else. The sound of whistling just grates me. So we are to try to not provoke each other to sin, especially out of envy. It can be so easy for us to become jealous of another person in the church. We might envy others' prayer life or connection to God or the position that God has put someone in. Maybe their gifts or the fact that they get to serve in a particular area. We can feel that we want to have or be what someone else has or is. But if we let feelings like this fester, then we might start thinking of ways to provoke them to sin. And this is what we need to avoid. It can be hard, but we need to accept where God has put us right now and trust in his timing. Let's thank him for what we do have and where he has put us and press in for more of him. So let's get in step with the spirit. To do this, we need to pray and remember that it won't be easy. But if we accept what God has given us and thank him for where we are, and if we try and live out the gifts of the Spirit, which leads to living harmoniously with those around us, then we will be available to his call and a great example to the world. Let's pray. God, I thank you for everything that you've given each and every one of us. I thank you that, if nothing else, you've at least given us your salvation. I thank you that any of us at any point can turn to you and we can pray to you and we can have a relationship with you. I thank you that you've made it so clear how we deepen our relationship with you. And I pray that this week we would allow time and space for you to speak to us and also speak to you, bring our requests to you. I pray that you'd be walking alongside us this week and that we would get in step with you. 
that we wouldn't try and provoke other people to sin, but that we would um, live harmoniously with them and walk in step with them as well. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.